This is Youpreneur FM, the official podcast of the Youpreneur Mastermind Community, a place where no entrepreneur gets left behind in their pursuit of building a business they can be proud of. And now, and now, here's your host, serial entrepreneur and best-selling author, Chris Ducker. Chris Ducker. Well, hello there and welcome to episode number 241 of Youpreneur FM, the place to be, your place to be. If you are a personal brand entrepreneur, wanted to build a business based around you, your personality, and those that you would like to serve. And speaking of serving, oh, I've got a great serving for you today. The brilliant, the fantastic, the incomparable Mr. Jeff Walker of Product Launch Formula fame is in the house. And actually, we don't talk about launches all that much. It's a great, great conversation. However, before we get cracking, just a quick reminder that Youpreneur FM is brought to you by the Youpreneur Mastermind community, the premier online community for entrepreneurs wanting to build a profitable, sustainable business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. Community members get exclusive access to our acceleration training library, which includes everything you'll need to know to build, market, and monetize a successful business. And couple that together with our monthly mastermind calls, discounted tickets to our live events, and access to our enthusiastic, supportive member-only forums. And you've got everything you need to succeed. If you're serious about building the business of you, as I call it, and in the most rewarding profitable way possible, then you must join us. So be sure to head over to youpreneur.com forward slash mastermind today for more info. So on to my chat with Jeff. Uh, Jeff has been in the online business world for over two decades. We we talk about that, we joke about that a little bit at the top of this chat together. Um, but actually, you know, he's he's more known rather than just his longevity. He's more known for uh, his extremely famous product launch formula, uh, which has helped entrepreneurs all around the world launch successful businesses um, in pretty much every market and industry and niche that you could potentially imagine. Um, he's a very, very smart guy, super, super humble considering all of his success through the years as well. And funnily enough, although you might think this conversation is going to kind of dive deep into launch strategies, it doesn't. Uh, we talk about pretty much everything but launches, actually. Um, we touch on the subject a little bit here and there, but ultimately, this is a conversation that I think pretty much everybody who knows Jeff Walker would like to tune into. We we dive deep a little bit into his mindset in regards to entrepreneurship, the importance of showing up on a regular basis, and so so much more stuff as well. So I hope you enjoy myself and Jeff here chatting up a storm. It's a good one. And uh, yes, you will need your notebooks. Enjoy. Oh, and just one more thing. Unfortunately, the highs on my microphone for the first five, six minutes or so of this interview were a little too high. So I might sound a little distorted. Well, more than usual anyway. Please stick with it. It does get better as the show goes on. So, Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm, I'm just totally psyched for this. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think 
I think I'm more psyched. I think I'm more psyched. I'll, 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 I'll call the psych Maximus right here. Um, man, I mean, you know, we've, we, we don't know each other that well, but we've bounced around the same circles for many, many, many years. We've got to hang out a little bit here and there. Had a, had a couple beers together. We've done, we've done manly things. We're men. We do manly things. Um, but, but obviously I've been, you know, I've been a big, uh, you know, follower and fan of yours, as have many, many other people that are probably tuning into the show as well for a long, long time. And, you know, just recently you published a video, and we're going to be talking about a lot of things here on the show. Um, I want to get into your content strategy a little bit as well in terms of the videos that you're doing. You've just started a podcast, so welcome to the podcasting world. Um, Thank you. You know, all I can say is what the hell took you so long? But Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. It's pretty silly how yeah. long it's taken. <laughs> but you're here now. You're here now, and that's all that matters. But honestly, what I what I... What I want to kind of just start with here, a couple of weeks ago, you published a video celebrating your 21 years in the online business world. How does that feel, both from a physical perspective as, uh, as, as well as uh, uh, an accomplishment? <laughs> it, it's, um, it, it's just absurd to think uh, this path, uh, it's for 21 years. It's uh, who, who could have even imagined it, right? You know, when I started out in 96, summer of 96, and the number one question that everyone would ask is, can, can you actually make money on the internet? Like, like that was a legit question. Like right. literally could anyone doing anything in any fashion, any type of business possibly make money online? And, I don't, you know, we can talk about it, but I started out of complete desperation, uh, absolute desperation. I didn't know what else to do. Uh, my life was going nowhere. And it seemed like if I, I just had this inkling, if I built a following online, then there would be, you know, that, that good things could come. And then I started to get a little bit of revenue and as a little bit of revenue was huge to me because it was we had almost no money in my family. Right. You know, a young family just scraping by. So even just a few dollars was a, a huge. And and so then it was just putting one foot in front of the other. And that's all I've done for 21 years. I mean, it, and now I, to sit back and look, it's just I can't believe it. And it, it's gone through many iterations. That I mean, it, like right now, I did a video. You said you saw a video of me. Celebrating 21 years. Well, the I, in 1996, the idea of me ever being on video, it's like, I, what? I, you know, right. it's like that was the age of big old camcorders on your shoulder. And, and VHS and, players, right? Yeah. VCRs. I mean, I think, I, think it, I, was, I probably had an online business for about seven or eight years before a photo of me ever appeared online. Wow. Like no one knew what I looked like for the first seven or eight years. I mean, and now you're everywhere and everyone's everywhere, but it's just, right. it's crazy. It's just, it's just insane. But what you do and you do very well is you continue to show up. You continue to provide value. You continue to inspire and affect change and help and support. And I think that, <clears throat> is probably one of the main reasons why 
quite frankly, you're still here after 21 years. I mean, you, you show up over and over and over again. Where's the, uh, where's the mindset with that? Um, you know, at some point it shifted. It was desperation from the start. I just wanted to make some money. Yeah, let, I didn't know how. Can we just yeah. rewind a minute so people can yeah, get their comments? Yeah. See, I know that story very well, but I'd love for people that maybe don't know it and haven't heard of that kind of beginning story, break it down in just a couple of minutes so that we can put a little bit of context here. Yeah, absolutely. So when I started out, I I was a stay-at-home dad taking care of a couple of little babies. Uh, I think uh, my kid, let me do some quick math. They were probably like five and two years old when I started, something okay. along around there. And I was at home taking care of my wife and supporting the family. The reason was because I was a corporate failure. I just couldn't figure out the corporate world. So I just, I left it shortly before they could fire me. And, and that was back in the early nineties when it was hard to get fired from corporate America. And so uh, it, I just didn't do well in that environment. So I quit. I didn't know what I was going to do. And my wife was just getting out of school. She got a, what seemed like a good job. And so she's, we had first one baby, then was a year old. And, and then uh, soon we had Joan. And, and so I was taking care of kids. I wasn't making any money. For, and this wasn't just a couple months. This was like five or six years. And then at one point, you know, my wife, it, we were struggling on one income. And, and my wife asked me if, I could possibly figure out some way to make money. And so there I bounced around to try to figure it out. But then at the time I was, I was like online on the, what's now the internet. It, this is before internet CompuServe and Genie and AOL and all CompuServe. that. CompuServe. Yes. 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 I remember yes. my email address yes. 106.649896 at CompuServe.com. And it was, yeah. <laughs> it was so cool because you'd go around telling everybody I'm on the internet. You can, you can yeah. reach me at my email address. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. Exactly. Um. So, but, and I remember there was this guy, so I was into the stock market and this guy would every day at the end of the day, he would publish, uh, and this, this is a bit of a divergence, but it, it's important. It, he would publish, uh, just a, what an email text email with all the stock market indexes, high, low, close for each one. So this was 94, 95 when that data was scarce, right. you know, now, getting a stock quote is like everywhere, right? Um, it's a widget on your phone. But then it seems scarce. But at the bottom of his email, he would publish how many people he had subscribed to his email list. And I remember he had like about 600 people that were was getting this email every day. And I remember thinking, wow, that guy, he, is, he has the market cornered. I mean, he's got 600 people right. subscribed. If I could ever do something like that, it would be my, my life would be a success. It was just, yeah, I, I literally thought this guy's a market corner. But, you know, anyways, I, I, sometime after that, I started publishing a newsletter about the stock market. It was free. I started publishing it just to get into grad school because I thought that was going to be my ticket to success. And then once I got, I was probably like when I got about 600 people on my email list, I followed my free newsletter. I thought, well, wow, I could try selling something. And I did. And um, because I didn't know how to sell, I'd never sold a thing in my life. I had no real marketing experience, no sales experience. I felt guilty about asking for the order. So I created this process where I delivered a bunch of value, huge value ahead of time. And then I asked for the order. And that became what has grown into my life's work now, product launch formula. And so the first launch I did 
was uh, in January 97, it did $1,650. And that was the most important launch I've ever done. You know, I did a launch a couple of years ago that did $5 million, $5.1 million. It was nowhere near as important as $1,650. Right, it, it got you going, it got you started. It made me believe that I could actually be a success. It made me, I had no belief that someone would actually pay me for something before I did that. And I, this is probably one of the most important thoughts I ever had in my life was I thought, if I did that once, I could do it again. Right. And I could do it again. And, and who knows, it might even get better at some point. And well, that I mean, was it has. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little Okay, so let's fast forward to where we are now 21 years later. Um, you now send an email pretty much on a weekly basis or when you're yeah. promoting something or launching right. something yourself that goes yeah. out to millions of people. No, I don't really. My list really isn't that big. You I don't mean, think it's that big? Oh, no. I know it's not that big. It's, so where, it, it, okay, where are we at? What's the number? Come on, give it to us. Well, so first of all, Chris, you know this. There is no one number because – you have multiple lists right, and you have right, people right. on more than one list and, and really the size, well, here we go. The size doesn't matter because, <laughs> because, and we could, and uh, I'd love to talk about recency if we could get into that for a little bit, yeah, let's do but, it. um, um, you know, I'd say my list is somewhere between 200 and 250,000 people. Okay. So much smaller than I thought for sure. Wait, so I, wait, I wait, wait, order of magnitude. Order of magnitude. I mean, if you would have, you know, if you would have said, Jeff, your list is like four hundred thousand people, I would have let it go. But millions, right, right. I can't, I can't let down. Right, right, right. So, okay. But so, here's the thing about. So wait, let me really quick. This is important for everyone. A lot of people get hung up on open rates and click rates, mm. and and list size. So I have a bunch of different lists, right? And a bunch of different list sources. So. Every time I do a big launch, which is once a year I do a big launch, and every time I do a big launch, we start like a new sub-list, what we call a launch list. And so I have one from 2016, one from 2015, one from 2014, one from, on and on. And so if I look at the list from my most recent launch, and I look at the open and click data, and then I look at a the, the list that came from a launch five years ago, you know, that list from five years ago, I, you know, there's almost no one on that list that's opening and clicking. But the list from last year, that, that might have a, a, an open rate that's 10 or 20 or 30 times higher than that older list. And that's the way all lists work. The, when people get on your list, they're all about you and they open your emails. And then as as the length, they, they could still love you, but they just stop opening yourself sure. after no, some period of time. Totally. I, I totally get it. I mean, and that's one of the reasons why we, you know, we do a list cleanse Every, I'd say, at least once a year, sometimes right. more, more right. than that, quite frankly. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, everybody talks about the monies in the list, but I mean, I would rather have, you know, a thousand people on my list opening every email I send, clicking on all the links I give them, than a million people that don't do either of those two things any day of the week. Right. We do a lot of launches. I mean, in our launch, we have a lot of people support our launch. They're yes, promotional partners, JV partners, affiliates, and you get a lot of insight into people's lists by looking at how much traffic they send, how they opt in, how those opt-ins open. And But the thing is, I've seen people with lists of 10,000 outperform people with lists of 300,000. You know, it's just, 
Yeah, open rates, click rates. You, you can't you can't obsess over them. You can't because even the tool, how that's measured. You can look at your email today and the opens and clicks versus an email you sent three months ago and the opens and clicks. You can't compare those. It's apples and oranges because the way opens and clicks are measured out in the real world vary. And so, yeah, at the end of the day, you have to look: is my business growing or is it is it declining? Is right. my list power increasing or declining? So. Yes, yeah. couldn't agree more with you. Okay, all right. So, and I, and I, and I, I, so I keep on taking on these divergences and getting down and dirty, but it's you no, know, no, we're I real. love it because I, th- I think that you know, I mean, obviously, you know, we've done a, you know, we're at two hundred. This shows two hundred and forty-one. There's a lot of podcast episodes. We've covered list building. We've covered getting to your first hundred subscribers, selling your first thousand books. I mean, we've 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 done these things, um, and I think that sometimes it's nice to have that little bit of real talk rather than the strategy stuff. And what you mm-hmm. just shared right there is a hundred percent real. I mean, it, it's yes, obviously we've got to grow our lists, but the relevancy factor comes in the play. And you're a hundred percent right. I mean, like. When, you know, when we were doing an open and close, and I want to get into this with you. This is the one thing, actually. Going into this call, I was like, oh, he's going to rip me to shreds on this. This is going to be great. So I, I'm going to put myself on the chopping block right here, and, and let's have a conversation on this real quick now that we brought it up. So when I, when I first opened the doors to the Upener community in 2015 and and really the Upener community the mastermind community itself online that's the middle of the Upener ecosystem for me right there's private coaching there's small group coaching there are live events there are products you know there's a lot of different stuff going on here but the community is central to the ecosystem for me month to month membership year to year membership whatever you pick now when we first opened it was an evergreen scenario we opened the doors anybody could join anytime they wanted it was great then Everybody, including a lot of your friends and my friends, were on at me. Michael Hyatt, Stu McLaren, a whole bunch of other people. Dude, you've got to do a launch. <laughs> you've got to do a launch. You've got to do a launch for your membership. You've got to do a launch for your membership. And I was like, well, I don't know. I mean, the evergreen thing seems to be working pretty good. I'm not sure. But my arm was twisted now i've done launches before for other products other things right so I right. Wasn't, it wasn't like it was a, a foreign concept to me but because i believe a membership community is a living breathing ever evolving organism i was like you know what i'll i'll just go evergreen with this but then the arm twisting got too painful and i caved in so at the end of at the end of october 2016 and actually i talked about this let me get my notes here I talked about this in episode 236. So for anybody tuning in that wants to hear my mindset in more detail on this sub- subject, go go check out episode 236. But anyway, so we closed the door October. So we're a year in, right? We closed the door and we say, you know, we're going to be opening again in the near future. Waitlist, waitlist, waitlist. Everything's going great. We launch in January. Have a good launch. We were just 6% short of our target, which for a man like me, that's a uh, that was tough to deal with that like we were six percent off hitting our target i'm a numbers guy i'm a sales guy so it was a tough defeat six percent you know what i mean but i took it i took it on the chin like a champ and then we closed the doors again and then we launched again in may and it wasn't as successful the second time round. and we needed to look at why now here's the big thing and i can't wait for your 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 reply on this but here's the big thing 
the numbers actually were not that different overall in terms of evergreen month to month big launch lots of focus doors opening and closing the numbers didn't really change all that much there was a little bit of a bump on the january compared to what we would have done evergreen but in may it wasn't as good and i had to break down and look at why and ultimately it actually came down to me not being into the launch the second time around like the first time around it just seemed like it was just a little bit too much like hard work for this particular mm-hmm. product the second mm-hmm. time around i was like, oh, i gotta do this again for this like it i wasn't into it it didn't excite me and so i'm curious to know what your thoughts are on that from both an entrepreneurial mindset perspective as well as maybe a strategy perspective as well because we are now opened again in an evergreen format um mm-hmm. and i'm not stressed out um, easy going. We're getting people coming in every week. They're joining. They're getting involved. So we're kind of, you know, we've gone back, but I'm a happier guy for it. And I feel like our community is also, you know, it doesn't have these kind of lulls of inactivity that right. we saw. You know what I mean? So I'm curious yep. to know what your thoughts are on this. Uh, I got a lot of them. First of all, energetically. Sure <laughs> yeah, no. I, so, you know, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the carpenter who's got a hammer, you know, so every there, everything looks like a nail to me, right. With the launches. But, <laughs> but, um, so first of all, energetically, um, that is absolutely huge. Like being all in saying, I, I'm going to make this thing happen. Uh, it's what it's, I don't, I actually, I don't talk about this it, this way in the course because, you know, I've got, I'm such a kind and loving person but um but yeah but like among some of my friends it's like sometimes you get in a launch and it's like trench warfare it's like now we got to buckle down and we have to show up and we just have to um you know figure out what's happening every day and react to that and and you're fighting it out you're fighting it out and you're and the reality is you're fighting for the the survival of your future clients because hopefully we're all creating great products and so we should do our best to sell um I think for a membership site, you should, most people, most mere mortals, maybe not you, Chris, but most mere mortals, if you're going to have a membership site at the beginning is when it's critical to have a launch. Because otherwise, well, you know you have to have a critical mass in your community for there to be a community. And that's you get that with a launch. So I think at the start, it's really important to have a launch. And we did. We had a, yep. a good launch. We did a great launch, and it worked beautifully. That's awesome. And then when that's we, awesome. you know, when we decided to go evergreen again, we had another launch, and it worked brilliantly. And there was that critical mass coming in. And now we're getting to the point where the numbers are coming in week by week, and we're very happy with it. So yeah, you know, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, really, in in your situation, where in most most membership sites aren't like that, where they're continually to sell effectively an evergreen process. Uh, you know, if I, I think we should all be building the, the the business that gives us the life we want. Mm-hmm. So if you're less stressed out and you're having a great time with it being evergreen, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Now, if you ever wanted to juice it, you could keep it evergreen and then once a year do a launch or twice a year do a launch and just create a new a new bonus package a new offer and that and then lead up into that and then the open cart is you know five days or seven days of join now and you get this extra bonus package and oh by the way everyone who's already in your community is going to get that bonus package as well yeah but so i mean that's the way to build in turn it into an event 
So create. So if you just wanted to juice your numbers a little more, because I think that would do it. And the and the reality is, the reality is, is people that go through Evergreen with you, your Evergreen sales process, you know, some of those people are going to buy, and some of them aren't. And the people that aren't, you know, running a promotion to them, whether you call it a launch or not, but running a, a promotion where you create an event and that and you and you deliver something over the top, and then that leads into, uh, I mean, it's the uh, so. You, I don't know. You, so, you, Sports Illustrated, I think, is probably a magazine in the United States. Um, but like they did this my entire childhood. It's like if you if you subscribe right now, you get this like this T-shirt or this sweatshirt or that you know every they just continually have these premiums that they would give you if you would subscribe then. Right. And it's no different. I mean, it's like getting a cell phone or set, signing up for a uh, an internet service provider. They've got some special now that will move you now. And so if you did that with your membership site, it would, I think it'd juice your numbers a little bit, but it would create some more work for you. So, yeah. And I mean, you know, we obviously have plans to do pretty regular promotions and all that sort of type of thing. And I mean, we've got a lot of content that's not been put into the membership community already that we've already created high value, you know, really high value content that we've held back for this exact reason, not necessarily. So the, you know, we we don't get it to our members right now, but to the point where we've got that strategy in place where, you know, we know that this is going to help people, but we also want to utilize it to help ourselves as a business as well. And I don't see I don't see anything selfish in that in any way whatsoever. No, no. And, and here I want to give you permission here. Um, you know, these days you've seen my lunch and you've seen Michael Hyatt's and Stu McLaren's who you mentioned. And, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, there's a, there's this formula. It's, it's the formula I created. Right. And it's like, you release these videos and then you have a sales video, right? three videos and a sales video. And we see those launches all the time. The launches we might not notice are the launches that are just purely email based. Mm. And so you don't have to do video. You can just do a series of, of emails or they could be blog posts or they could be, um, you know, they could be hidden blog posts, or they could be podcasts. But you, you make it easy on yourself. You don't have to create fancy videos. I mean, you could totally do a great launch with just a few emails. Yeah, yeah, couldn't agree more. And I mean, we've seen it, you know, particularly with Virtual Starfinder, we do a, a kind of an annual launch slash promo uh, for Virtual mm-hmm. Starfinder, where you know, over a course of our birthday weekend, if you sign up. You get, you know, $100 off the product, plus we give you a couple of bonuses sort of type thing. And you're right. I mean, all of that, everything is done via email. We don't publish yep. anything publicly. So, you know, you get on a list, you get a great offer. If you don't, then you don't. Yep. You buy it. A there you price. go. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Now, you bring up, and thank you for the feedback. I love it. So, um, you bring up the podcast there real quick. Let's let's dive on this a little bit. How many, what are you, at the time of recording, what are you, five, six episodes in? I have I just recorded our sixth episode and it's going to be released in the next couple of days. Okay. Yeah. Now, I know you love getting advice, right? I mean, in fact, actually, for you guys tuning in before we even hit record on this, we were chatting for about 40 minutes or so on on podcast strategy and all this sort of stuff. And I'm going to say I'm going to call you out now. All right, Mr. Walker, I'm calling you out. You made a cardinal error when you launched your podcast. Do you want to know what it is? Uh, I bet I can guess what it is. Go on, give it to me. What do you think it is? Uh, I, I think you're going to tell me that I um, uh, I only launched on iTunes. No, 
I'm not. Oh, okay. No, I'm not. Okay. But, but obviously, well, there, there, I've had other people. You need to fix that. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we did it strategically. I okay. mean, we wanted to, we wanted to chart on iTunes. Okay. And, we and I'm sure. Did did, yeah. did you hit the chart on iTunes? Yeah, we hit. Um, I think overall, all podcasts. I think we were at eleven. Okay. And I think in business we hit maybe three overall Perfect. in business. Great. Okay, that's great. So here's what I saw you do wrong. Okay, and I'll, and I'll give I'll give you this little bit of advice, and then along with every everybody tuning in as well. And I've talked about this on the show before, so you guys you might you might be hearing me repeat myself here. But what you should have done is you should have launched all five episodes at exactly the same time because instead of one by one week after week which is what you did right so if you'd have launched all five episodes all at the same time when somebody found your show when you sent your launch email or whatever it was when somebody found your show they would have hit that subscribe button and they would have downloaded all five of those episodes not just one so now itunes sees five downloads for this person on this particular show and not one you would have been number one in business you would have been number 10 overall or whatever so yeah you only get so, one chance so unfortunately you blew it but well uh, yeah. you, you crit, crit, so so i um i actually I, I don't probably shouldn't name these but i've got i got some advice from someone who's been telling me to do a podcast for almost 10 years okay and um and and his contention was that is not so much the case anymore his contention is that iTunes now ranks and subs- and subscribes, not downloads. Really? Okay, so and, I'm now and, I'm and learning so, something. Okay. So yeah. So in fact, I'm I'm, just, I'm um, I hope I'm not giving away proprietary, but this is someone you know. Um, it's somebody and, I know. Yeah, you know, and uh, and he's he is quite the expert. And, and so his contention is, someone comes to your to your podcast wherever. And they see five episodes. They're like, "Oh, I'm just going to grab a bunch of these, and if I like them, I'll, subs- I'll subscribe." But if you only give them one, it's like you got one. Okay. You want my next one? Subscribe. Yeah. So it, it, we might have made a mistake, but it was an intentional mistake based on the information that we thought was accurate. Okay. I love it. So. so that's that's good. And I'm all about different strategies and and seeing what's going to work and what's not going to work and everything. I. I mean, all I know is that I've done it that way with every show I've created and launched. And I think I'm up to like what, four now, I think, overall. Uh-huh. And obviously a ton of my students and community members have launched shows as well. And they've done similar things. That being said, that being said, I am planning on potentially launching a brand new podcast uh, some point next year. And... Um, I think I might just give it a go. You know, I'm all about testing. So maybe I'll give yeah. that one a bit of a go and see what yeah. happens. Let, let, let's see. Watch this space. I, I, yeah. yeah. And Chris, here's a fun little thing. It wasn't necessarily fun that day. But <laughs> so my podcast is called The Launch Life. And it's about, you know, it's about us creating a business that, you know, that fulfills us, but that we love that doesn't run us into the ground. And, um, and, and, you know, that's like what we were talking about earlier. Like if, if doing launches is not, does not fit your life the way an evergreen process does and do the evergreen process. So anyways, true to the, this, I was actually at a lake. 
with at a family reunion for a week when my pod, podcast launched. So it launched like on a Thursday, I think it was. And I'm at the at the lake. I'm out on a paddleboard. I'm in the you know playing with my kids and my nieces and nephews and whatever. But it, I'm getting updates like from from texting updates uh, from my my team. And so we release the thing, we mail on it, we send a bunch of clicks, and you know the nine o'clock update comes from iTunes and nothing. We're, we're nowhere to be found. And it's like, okay, that's weird. 10 o'clock, it sort of updates, nothing. 11 updates, nothing. Noon updates, and we're not even in the top 200 in our subcategory. Mm-hmm. And then one o'clock, two o'clock, three, nothing wow. at all. And it turns out, that there was a glitch at iTunes and they just were not updating. And it, we didn't, they didn't come out with a true update until about 9 p.m. And that's when we hit, you know, number whatever, like I said, three in business. And yeah, I think, you were right so, up there. Yeah. But like we lost that first eight hours. I think we might have ranked higher, but they just weren't updating. Mm, so okay. And I mean, you know, and, and let's not. Let, let's not get away with ourselves like it's great to rank it's great you know all that kind of stuff but at the end right. of the day it's the value that we're providing as content creators right, right? At, at the end right. of the day yeah yeah it's it's totally that it's about providing value and and showing up consistently and and that's where you build that's where you make your impact that's where you build your fan base that's where you build your loyal followers and you, you yeah you're absolutely right i mean a year from now who cares um, but there, and, and you, you're, you might be ranked 192 years from now, but if you've brought in a ton of leads, brought in a lot of recognition, helped a lot of people, that's a long-term win. And you know what? Now that I think about it, you, I think, I think you and the person that I know that I'm going to ask who it is once we stop recording, right? I, 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 I think they might actually be right. Because sometimes, and I rarely, I'm, I'm not a vanity number kind of person, but I rarely look at our rankings inside of iTunes. But when I do, I notice that we float around the kind of 60, 70 kind of, kind of rating in, in, in the business section, sometimes a little lower. And I look at our download numbers and I'm like, how is that possible? Like, I know that person. What's going on there? Like, why, you know, and... So I think maybe it is a subscriber thing. When you launch, you get the opportunity to have a ton of people hit that subscriber link. And then obviously two years after, you're still going every week. You're still showing up. Right. And you know right. that you're getting twenty five, thirty thousand 30,000 downloads an episode. Yeah. Right. Maybe you're not ranking as, as high as some other people that have only had a show out for a few months. So it, maybe it doesn't yep. make sense that way. Yeah. And I think this is a relatively new thing. Mm-hmm. I, it's, I don't know if it's a few months or a year or what, but I think it's relatively new that they've, mm. they've gone in this direction away from downloads and towards subscribes. So let me, let me shift gears yeah. for a second. So you said, you know, when you started out, you know, 21 years ago, that's so mad to say that out loud. 21 years is crazy. So when you, when you kicked everything off, there was no online video. There was no YouTube. There was nothing like that. But here you are now, every single week you publish a video, uh, and you've been doing this for quite some time, right? Like, how long have yeah. you been doing this for? I think it's been four and a half years. Okay, all right. And I want to know, just from a content creation perspective, and I kind—I think I know the answer to this, but I'm curious how how do you go about? 
planning those videos? Is there any planning at all? Or is it just kind of spur of the moment stuff? I think I know the answer to this, but I'm curious. <laughs> Knowing you the way I do, I think I know the answer. Well, what the listeners don't know is that we're on video, so you can see my reaction. Yeah, yeah. My <laughs> we are filmed. We're, we're on Skype video with each other as we record this as well. So there you go. Yeah. And um, so that started, I think it was in the spring of 2013. And I was just at the beach. Um, in, in visiting my folks, I was in Florida. We were at the, I was alone at the beach. There'd been this rainstorm. Everyone left the beach. I was the only person on this beautiful beach and, and I had that great post storm atmosphere, all the positive ions. And I just felt inspired and I had my phone with me and I just, I talked about, I, I just felt inspired to shoot a video and I shot this video and I was talking about the one decision I made, which was the decision to, well, to buy Tony Robbins info product, personal power Two, and how that decision to step up into making my life better changed everything. And I released that on the blog. So I had a blog that I published maybe like once a month, I'd publish a blog post. So I put that video on the blog and the reaction was really strong. And I was like, and people loved it. And I'm like, well, that's pretty cool. Maybe I'll do another video. So, so a couple of weeks later, I did another video. People liked that. A couple of weeks later, I did another video. And all of a sudden it became a thing. And, you know, it took me three or four or five months till I hit on every week. And then it was every Sunday, like clockwork. And um, I'll tell you, it, the impact on my business has been insane. Um, I, it's, it's hard to quantify because this isn't a, something you can split test. This isn't something you can, you, you can actually track. But I do know this, that the power of my email list is phenomenal compared to what it was before then. It's same basic size. And, and I, I love that because everybody's going on and on and on about Facebook ads, Facebook ads, Facebook ads all the time. But here we are, we're getting back to the listing and how important it is to be able to get people in the way that they have been you know, communicating for so long now. Right. So every week they get something from me. There's never been a sales message in any, what, we're at 200 some episodes. Right. Never been a sales message, never been a hint of a sales message. It's five to seven minutes of me just talking about stuff. And usually, you know, and, and frankly, a lot of it is mindset and inner game more than marketing stuff. Yep, yep. Um, but I did. So I know that when I do promotions, my results are two or three or four times better than they were back in the old days before I was publishing it every week. And, and so just not to get. A little inside baseball, and not to get. Do you, do you know that term inside baseball? I know. I know. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm English, yeah, I mean, but I know it. Yes. Right. So I thought I said that to my son, my twenty, my twenty-eight year old son, and he's like, "What?" And I'm like, "It's a, it's a thing. It's a thing. Trust me." He's like, "No, it's not a thing." I'm like, "It's a thing." I'm, so, anyways, just to, oh, okay. not to get, yeah, not to get too whatever detail, but like they're in these big launches. Some I will participate as a joint venture partner. And so as a joint venture partner, I'll mail into Stu McLaren's launch, for example. And I'll tell my people, go watch Stu's launch. It's awesome. He's awesome. And a whole bunch of other people are promoting at the same time. Mm -hmm. And behind the scenes, there's a leaderboard where they, where they will publish to their partners, here's 
you know, here's the number one partner, here's the number two partner in terms of like sales. Yeah, yeah. Here's the number three, here's all the way to number 20. And since all of the partners tend to be competitive sorts, there's a serious competition on those leaderboards. And and there's big prizes for, for performing really well on the leaderboard. And I know in the most competitive launches, we would typically be five, number five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, somewhere in there in the most competitive launches. Then we started doing this weekly video. And not too long after we started doing that, we started winning most of the launches we were in. Hmm. I mean, we would be, we went from being between five and 10 to being either first or second, maybe third. And, and these are really competitive things against some of the best marketers in the world. Oh, yeah. And, and I'm just, I'm outperforming them. And I think it's only because I put out this weekly video. Now, and they don't. Around those JV, um, you know, partnerships that you, 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 you work on, are you then, I'm okay. So are you pitching that in the video or no. when, when you send out at the same time, you're not. So it's always just pure value. And then you'll send a secondary email that one week on, on that JV launch week where you'll pitch right. them properly. Yep. Yep. And, and I prefer to use the word offer, not pitch, but, okay. um, Sorry. but yeah, that, that is, that is my sales background. I, there's that. Old I get it. I get it. I'm never going to get, rid I get, of it. I <laughs> get it. As long as, as long as you start talking about email blasts, because oh, I, hate, I, I hate that term, man. Right, right, oh, right. But, but yeah, no, we'll send separate email promotions. And, and if we're full out supporting a launch, it's going to be more than one email a week. It will be several emails in a week. Okay. But, um, the, the I think like maybe once like where we'd be promoting someone who maybe they're teaching people how to be a coach and we might mail some, maybe the video that week says, you know, this is how I, one of the ways I got started was I started coaching people or something vaguely in that world. Yeah. Um, But it won't ever, it's, that's as close as I'll ever get. But I think it's just the fact that I'm providing value and I'm showing up without fail every week. And they, they, I have people that it's like, you know, since I released it on Sunday, they said, this is like church for me. I feel like I'm going to entrepreneur church every week. I love it. um, Yeah. And it's a, and to get back to how far we planted out, um, one of the joys of my life is um, Daniel, who was a year old when I quit my job and I went home to stay with him and I guess he was probably about six years old or so when I started that business, and he's 28 now. Um, and forgive me if the math doesn't work out perfect, but he just turned 28, and he shoots video. He, he does all my video. And in my opinion, as a proud, very biased dad, I think he's the best videographer in our industry. And so typically the way it works is – I'll drive over to the secret headquarters. I'll meet him over here, which is like my video studio. And we'll sit down and we'll be like, what should we shoot this week? <laughs> what are we going to talk about? Right. <laughs> and what are we going to talk about? And then um, like we were just talking about uh, a, a colleague of ours who does like podcasts. And you said they're probably all scripted. Mine are like, I'll, I'll, I'll come up with an idea. I'll come up with the first sentence and I'll sort of know what I want to land on at the end. And then we'll just turn on the camera and I'll yeah. shoot. It's completely unscripted. It's super extemporaneous. Um, I would probably, instead of being five to seven minutes, if I was scripted, I could probably do the same video in three minutes. 
But I think, you know, the reality is people, they want to connect with you. Sure. And um, I think that I come across, well, I am unscripted and, it, and it's just it's just pure me. It's 100% me on the video. And that's, I think that's one of the things early on in this business, I learned that I could only be the best me. I couldn't be someone else, even when I wanted to be someone else. Yeah, so no, I agree. And yeah. what, what I, what I like about the videos as and when I tune in, I, I like them because I like them because they're in different places all the time as well. They're not just the video studio, right? So I remember seeing one not so long ago where you were on a paddle board, um, which I thought was extremely brave. Um, and then, <laughs> I felt so. I felt that was brave too. Yeah. So. And then now I'm curious, what was Daniel saying when you were filming that behind the scenes? Oh, was it? he was all about it because he's oh, really? always pushing. Oh, he is always pushing me to do stuff that I'm not comfortable with. So we're what happened was um, we were shooting. A video. So that was what that was the week of the podcast release. So we were at the lake, right? right. And um, so we're at the lake, and we shot this video. It was a welcome video, I think, for wow, people that join a coaching program or something. Excuse me. And um, and so I we thought it'd be great to shoot it on the dock because then we have the lake behind us. And then one of us came up with the idea, like we would shoot the video, and at the end of the video. It was a, sort of the video was, okay, you're jumping into this. And I'm, I would take off my mic and jump into the lake. And so we did that. Of course, right. when you do something like that, you have to get it right in the first take. because. <laughs> but so then I'm soaking wet and we're like, we're like, well, we should shoot another. We, we got to do a blog video this week. What are we going to do? And I don't know. So I don't know if it was him, Dan or me that suggested the paddleboard. But the thing is, we just bought a new mic, a brand new lav mic you know after using our last sennheiser for six years right. we bought this brand new sony mic you know six or seven hundred bucks this is like the first video ever and i'm like and i'm okay on a paddleboard but i'm not great right. and i'm like man if i go in the water there's this mic is down the drain so it did feel like i felt total pressure and then but then like okay we decided we're gonna shoot on the paddleboard i was like okay now, what are we going to talk about? Right. So you're standing <laughs> like, on the board, right? You're like, what's going on? What am I actually doing here? Right? Oh, dude. Yeah. I'll tell you, the toughest thing about doing video is, um, and you, I'm sure you know this, and it means with podcasts, it's tough. The, the thing people struggle with the most, well, for the first sentence, how you start is hard, but the really hard part is how to end. Yes. Yes. Because, because so like, you'll sort it. It'll be time to end, and but you won't be sure, so you'll just start like repeating yourself and going on and on and on and on and on. And um, video got so much easier when we just came up with one standard end. You know, I have this one line that I say at the end of every video, and all I know is if I'm starting to mumble and wander, I just like go to that line yeah. and I'm done. Yeah. And yeah. so that's my tip to everyone who does either any type of recording, podcast or video or whatever, just come up with a with something to end with, and that's your out. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And it's actually, I don't know whether you know this or not, I don't think you do, but we actually have something horrifically personal and intimate in common with each other here. My son, who is now 22 years old, um, is also a videographer. He okay, also, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, well, he also does pretty much all my video. And likewise, I believe he is the greatest videographer in our industry. So there you so go. We, we got the two best <laughs> yeah. videographers, period. Yeah, right. no, I'm willing to say there's a few people that are, are as good as Dan. So, right. I, yeah, there you go. But, and it, yeah. I tell you, so the, the, it is, so we share the same joy because the, to be a dad 
and then, you know, do your best to raise your kid and then have him just be a star and then have him be a driver. He drive like he will drive the project to completion. I love and that. I, and, and I can always count on him, but now, you know, it used to be six years ago, he would just show up and push the button because he didn't know what he was doing in 2010 is when he started. You didn't need to know what you were doing back mm -hmm. then with video. Mm -hmm. And it's great. He keeps on getting better and better and better. But now he's gone from being the push, person that pushes the button to now being my producer and director. Mm -hmm. And so we'll, you probably the same thing. You'll, we'll shoot something. We'll, we'll finish it. And I'll be like, okay, dad, we got one in the can. Why don't we try that one again? Yeah. Yeah. Which means you totally sucked. Right. And uh, we, right. we need to do this over. <laughs> so. I think it's great. And what what I love about working with uh with, with CJ, Chris Jr., my boy, he 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 does not stop surprising me at just how darn talented he is on the wow. editing side of things. So he you know, he wow. says to me, Dad, you know, you, you, you actually start the editing when you're filming. And I, yeah. I I'm like, oh, okay, I kinda see that. But now when I see the final results, I see exactly what he's talking about with that stuff. And we yeah. were we put on Tropical Think Tank here for the last time. Um, and he couldn't come to the first three, but he was at the last one here in March. And um, he he we we went out and we had like a speaker's dinner uh, the night before it all kicked off. And he just followed us around with, uh, you know, with, with the camera and he had dinner with us and it was great and everything. And, and we then on the first day, he shot a few bits and pieces at the conference and everything. And by the end of the first day, he had like this 90 second kind of highlight reel off just the speakers at the event. Wow. And so I just slammed it up wow. on Facebook. Half the speakers hired him to do their speaker reels after wow. that one video because it was, it was so fast, it was so good, such a quick turnaround. Wow. And I'm standing I'm thinking, God damn, I am so proud of this kid who just wow. – four years ago didn't know what he wanted to do his life you know wow I mean? that's amazing yeah yeah, yeah. and so and cool. to be and, and there's a talent to being able to, to be inobtrusive with a camera right which it sounds like your son just completely nails as yes. and yeah that's fantastic it's yes. like if the they don't even know they're thing. being shot and then all of a sudden the next day they have this art piece of art yeah yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Well, I think we're going to wrap up this conversation right here on a nice, warm, fuzzy, daddy note. Um, we could we could go on for hours and hours, but we won't this time round. Anyway, Jeff, thanks for coming on the show, being such uh, a gracious, humble host, and uh, you know, well done on all your success in the, in, in the last twenty one years. I look forward to seeing how you continue to change people's lives in the next twenty one and beyond. That even. Thanks, Chris. This is a lot of fun. It was. It sure was. You guys tuning in, I know you want to find out more about Jeff if you don't know who he is yet. Um, so just head over to jeffwalker.com. We'll have show notes, to uh, links to that and everything else over in the show notes. chrisducker.com forward slash episode 241. Coming up to that quarter century. I'll be back here again next week. Until then, take good care and have a great time doing whatever it is you do every day. Bye for now. If you enjoyed today's show, I'd love for you to check out the Youpreneur Mastermind community. It's the go-to resource for everyone wanting to build a profitable, future-proof business based around their experience and those that they want to serve. So whether you're just starting out or if you've been working hard on your personal brand and building your online platform for a while, the Youpreneur Mastermind community can help you take everything you've been doing to the next level. 
with lots of training, live mastermind calls, and thriving community forums where you can get the feedback, advice, and more energy and encouragement than you'll know what to do with, the Youpreneur Mastermind community is the perfect place for anyone wanting to learn how to build, market, and monetize their personal brand. For more info and to get started on your new Youpreneur journey, head over to youpreneur.com forward slash mastermind today. I'll see you on the inside.